Look at these hands. And I can assure you, I got no problem down there. All right, everybody. We are back with Something Gate. Last one's for us. This one's for you. Thanks for one great year. Here's hoping for a great number two. <laughs> you said number two. Jesus Christ, guys. Dick. <laughs> Let's go. are back with something gate episode number two of season number two it's all poop episode which is not true it's not gonna be all poop episode so i am joined by my constant co-host Stephen michael barda what is an all poop episode <laughs> we're about to find out <laughs> basically this episode is gonna be really shitty no so Probably. again i i'm i'm joined by my constant co-host Stephen michael barda hello I'm Jared Sampson, and we are joined by Mama Claire herself, Claire Sampson. How you doing? I'm good. When are you going to record again? Uh, soon. Yeah. I've tried to do twice a month, and my t- I recorded twice in February, but then my second episode didn't get posted till March 1st, so I feel like I have until April 1st to record and post That there, sounds so. legit to me. I've had a very busy month, so. Yeah, it sounds like you also need to kind of work on your editor to get that shit yeah. going a little bit faster. Going to have to do something. Yeah, it's not good. No. So, Steve, I think uh, today we got together, went out for a little dinner. Thank you very much for dinner. I appreciate that. Um, I also kind of want to shout out to uh, Nicholas Prohl for co-hosting on the last episode, the uh, part one and part two of our season opener. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thank you also for your help editing it, all the Mega Man and all the land. Yes, and you also made me not have to edit anything at all, so I thank you very much for that. At this time, we'd also like to like remind everybody that is of legal age to uh, please playing, play along with us while we do the Something Gay drinking game. And we'd like to remind you to, anytime we make an Archer comment, feel free to take a drink. Anytime I say that he's going to edit something, take a drink. So, Steve, it's been a long couple weeks, but kind of short at the same time. We've got a lot of stuff going on in Chicago, a lot of sports talk, a lot of... You know, comic book stuff coming up. We've got adulting stuff that's happening. But I appreciate the fact that today, before we recorded, you reached out to our friends and audience, and they had some things to say. Because, like, before we record, Steve usually reaches out on Facebook and asks for some shout-outs as we go along, right? So, Steve, can you read a couple of those off the uh, back? Because I'd like to give these people proper recognition for participating in our uh, episode. Absolutely. So, um, I also asked for topics... And, uh, you know, we want to give thanks for everybody who gave feedback. And our, our first topic was brought to us by Mr. Nicholas Prohl. He asked, which main character is Negan going to kill on The Walking Dead? And the uh, going to kill Batman. The proper response to that, that is episode. that nobody cares because fuck that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, appropriate response. Yes. 
Um, I'm sorry. I, I can't stand that show anymore. Why can't you stand that show anymore, Steve? I know, because the thing you're talking about happened after we had our last podcast, did it? Or was it prior to that? No, no, it was... It was Not last podcast, but the now. one with Jeremy last time. I'm pretty sure it was Jeremy the, end of, the end of last season, or it might even have been the season before that. I haven't watched the show in quite some time, but I was really getting frustrated with the show when they were you know, just walking along the train tracks after abandoning the prison, and they all scattered. And, like, the whole season, they're walking along the train tracks, and then, oh, my God, there's a zombie! And then we're going to walk along the train tracks some more. And we got to get to Terminus. We're going to go to Terminus. We need to find Terminus. And there's posters about Terminus. There's billboards about Terminus. There's T-shirts and coffee mugs about Terminus. Terminus. we got to get to Terminus. Stop banging the table. And we finally get to Terminus. I'll bang what I want. (laughs) Phrasing. (laughs) And we finally get to Terminus, and then then we end the season. I'm like, okay, cliffhanger, I can deal with that. And then the next season comes along, and we're at Term- Terminus, and we're, what's going to happen? We leave! Bow, bow, bow. Bah! Fuck that show. <laughs> so what else you got on there, man? You got that one? Because well, that one kind of spiraled into a... Apparently that hurt Nick's feelings. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, Nick, um, why don't you run it off? Because running's stupid. Running is stupid. Um, <laughs> our buddy Kenneth Cornfine wants to know um, why Nick watches uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And Nick replied that he celebrates their entire catalog. So, As is tradition. Indeed. Um, and then we've got our good friend Jeremy from JeremDB. Has and, and one of the original cast members of Something Gate. Indeed. Um, Jeremy wants to talk about a plethora of topics. Uh, shame culture. Bros, how drinking habits evolve as we age. I think that'll be a good one for uh, Adulting 101. Absolutely. Actually, I have an article on that, too. Huzzah! You should say that. Fantastic. Uh, He wants to know about stupid movie sequels. Well, that kind of leads me into this point. Um, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. So, uh... I appreciate the fact that you one not only responded to our uh, to Steve's Facebook post about everything, but you also had the gumption to show up and hang I out did. with us for this episode. So welcome, buddy. Eventually, I'm yeah. going to make this podcast awful again. <laughs> <laughs> Awfully entertaining. Have you gone your own way lately? I uh, earlier today, uh, as you guys know, uh, you're supposed to go your way own way before you podcast. Absolutely, some of the aggression out. I, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. Yep. So you just ride a lawn tractor around your yard for a while before you came over then? Yeah, that's what I did. I was thinking, I thought that was euphemism for something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Until I remembered what it was actually you, like, about. loved yourself like nobody else loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So that's going to make up you know, a couple portions of our... Uh, of our show today, I, you know, I appreciate Jeremy because honestly, your your topic you put on that on that thread before you even showed up was going to be our adulting one on one topic today, which is going to be drinking habits evolve that evolve as we age, which is going to be a great one to talk about. Um, so I kind of want to roll right into our segments today because we actually decided to add a segment to our show called TWTW. That's the will to win. That happens to be the original name of this show before I got drunk with Jeremy and Nick Pearl's house and changed the name of the show to Something Gate. Jerks. When Steve and I originally started talking about doing the show, uh, the conceptual phase, we were going to name the show TWTW. 
which is named after uh, who, Steve? Uh, that is Ken the Hawk Harrelson, beloved White Sox commentator. Beloved? He's, he's beloved. Shut up! <laughs> he is. All right. So, beloved by everyone with so we're taste. Gonna, we're going to put that into the show a little bit later on. But at this point in the show is where I want to get to. I'm going to start this one off with White and Nerdy. Steve, what is White and Nerdy? White and Nerdy is where we decide that... Jeremy is hairy as fuck on his tummy is what we decide. That is hey, dis- I'm natural. That is disgusting. Hey. How are you that hairless on your goddamn arms? <laughs> I was thinking about that. Yeah, you, you have a goddamn Yeti on your navel. Yeah, it's uh, it's the way Bond looks, so fuck you guys. Seriously. Actually, it doesn't look that But fuck you, <laughs> So... <laughs> on this on this edition of White Nerdy, I kind of want to talk briefly about Daredevil. I want to touch on the Killing Joke, and then uh, Nick Pearl has asked us as a show to comment on our top five Batman movies of all time. Don't, please don't, <laughs> because I would be hard all the time. I think pull the Mancini look. So, as we all know, uh, today is actually uh, March 16th. We're recording. We're hopefully going to post this on March 18th um, if the entire recording goes well. And something that comes out on March 18th is Daredevil. The season two of Daredevil on Netflix comes out. That's now featuring The Punisher and Elektra. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I don't think think she's out there. Jeremy let her in. Remember? Yeah, he did. I heard her bark. Anyway, Steve's trying to let my dog that's not outside inside. So I'll Steve's, do what I want. Steve's drinking water for the rest of the night. Shut up. Um, so I'm kind of stoked about the Daredevil show coming up. Have you gotten a chance? I love you so much right now. Because <laughs> um, fuck you then. Oh my God. You better bring him a beer. <laughs> so... Steve, what do you feel about the Daredevil series? Um, I really loved the... (laughs) Jeremy broke his leg again, because hashtag Jeremy. (laughs) Uh, And he wasn't even playing football this time. How did... How did... He, like, walked into the If he doesn't make it back in ten minutes, go after him. (laughs) Just dial 9-1 and wait. Just keep dial 9-1, wait over the send thing. He's alive. He's okay. Is he? Is he though? (laughs) He's got a limp. A little pimp limp to him. I almost broke my toe. Of course you did, because you're fucking Jeremy. That's why. I don't understand. I fucking kicked it again. God damn it! Careful, there's a table leg there. (laughs) You're the blindest brown-haired boy I know. No, I'm not anymore. Have you seen this gray shit that's starting to happen thanks to Owen? Yeah, yeah, blame it on him. Blame he it on your bo- child. No, he was fucking born. And instantly, like, shh. Oh, yeah, it's not that you're fucking old as hell. That ain't yeah, that, that did happen, but still. I can blame him. Sure. Yeah, blame your child for your shortcomings. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, Steve, Daredevil. Yes. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed the first season. I thought it was well cast. I thought it was well written. I thought it was... Um, you know, I thought the sound editing was great. I thought everything was cut together well. I thought the story was very focused. Um, You're having problems getting it in. I'll get it in. Are we not doing <laughs> phrasing anymore? Because I mean, if we're not doing phrasing, just let me I know can't now. I drink if I'm still trying to get it in there. <laughs> really? I mean, because I'm okay not doing phrasing. Just tell me. It just, it just seems like a waste. <laughs> See, either you drinking. I was trying to get it in. I was having a monologue until someone nearly killed himself. 
<laughs> on his toe. It wasn't that important. <laughs> At least you didn't break your fucking ACL again. <laughs> yeah, that's coming, I'm sure. <laughs> that's what she said. Hi-oh! <laughs> um... I forgot where it was, but great, great show. Yeah. Great show. Uh, really excited for the second season to come out on Friday. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, Want to see what direction they'll take, and I'm just, I'm just hoping they, they keep what works. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Have you seen the original Daredevil series on Netflix yet? Do you guys have the? Do you do you I've have seen Netflix? The episode one. It's good. Do you like it? Okay. I do like it. I know. I know you're busy. I mean, trust me. I know you're busy. Oh, you got a lot of shit actually, going I'm on. I'm fucking caught up with superhero shows. I watch The Flash. I watch Arrow. I watch. So, oh, whoa, oh, 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 whoa, whoa. So what you tell me is you watch The Flash and you watch Arrow before you finish Daredevil? Legends of Tomorrow. No, no, you can stop. You going. can, you can go home. I now. watch. You uh, can go home. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Legends of Tomorrow is awful. It's is fucking. That? I like it. Oh, you're. Of course, you, you just would. don't like fucking Doctor Who. That's your problem. That's your fucking problem. I. I'm not exposed You're to biased. Doctor Who, but no. When you is Doctor Who Look, his penis? I watched sure. one episode of Doctor Who and asked a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, Summer was not entertained when she, she's like, "You gotta watch this." And I'm like, "Okay." We watched it. And I'm like, "The fuck is going on? Why is he running through a mannequin factory?" All the British. All oh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, all the British. Yeah, it's but. Uh, it, it no, reminded I, me of a bad see, episode of Stargate. That's not a good episode to start with, though. It's, I, it's not I, a I, great I, episode. I don't like Heroes of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow. So, Claire, are you are you excited for the new Daredevil series? Excited. Are we totally going to binge watch that on We're Friday? Binge watch that on Friday, uh, which means you're going to have to help me clean house on Saturday. Oh, yeah. oh we can put stuff in totes. Yeah, because how are we going to play WoW on Saturday if we're cleaning? <laughs> Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Um, I really love. Well oh hell yeah, oh, yeah, we are all all three of us. And you, all three of us. Oh yeah. Wow. It's, it's awesome. okay when it's in three ways. It's much better now. <laughs> we're we're gonna sideway. It's much better. Before, like, took me fucking forever to get to thirty. And by the time I got to thirty and died eighteen times in Stranglethorn in five minutes, I said, "Fuck this noise and stop playing." You said like, you're saying things at my face, me. and I have no idea what the fuck you're talking horrible. about. It's, it's a awesome. good video. Leveling was hard. It's easy now, and she likes it. It's Isn't that the game now. that that it's kid got addicted to? Yeah. Yes. 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 She like refuses refusing to play with us because she's wanting to get addicted again. She doesn't want to chase that dragon again. No. It's like. It's like fucking heroin awesome to me. Is it an angry dragon? <laughs> I never catch it. How would you know? Mine changes colors. Um, anyways, I love Daredevil. I love the first one. Love me some Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah. She's Great awesome. Character. The guy she's got the cutest fucked up nose I've ever she seen. She does. Um, I liked her character and like... I've, I've said before, I'm sure on Something Gate and other things. I like when we have strong female characters that make sense. She's a strong female character that makes sense. You Absolutely. Know? She still has weaknesses like a human being, but they're not necessarily like, oh, I'm a girl kind of bullshit. Like, she's got some, she's got some cojones. Mm-hmm. And I like that aspect of her. I really um, like the main, the guy that plays the main character. His name is escaping me. The guy that plays... The guy Matt from Mara. Stardust. The guy from Stardust. Great. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a main oh, character from Stardust. Great yep. fucking actor. Yep. And that's the thing, like, it's it's somebody that's not just getting up there. And that's, you know what, that's what I like the best about the series. Is it a, sh- what's the show about? Daredevil. Daredevil. It's not about, like, yeah, sure, the Kingpin had, had big parts of it, because yeah. that's the main nemesis, you have to have that. But it was a show about Matt Murdock slash the Daredevil mm-hmm. and the, the conflict going on. It wasn't about everybody else, yes, which is how so many of the shows become. Speaking, you know? of, speaking of Stardust, I want to go on a quick tangent. Uh, for Daredevil Season 3, how about Mark Strong as Tombstone? 
Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Love Mark Strong. Also a spectacular actor. Yeah. But these are people that have real good acting chops. Yes. And it's the same thing with Rosario Dawson. And that's the, why it works. And can we talk about in the last episode when they cast the guy that's playing Iron Fist. Oh, yes. From Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what's her name's, uh, the chick that's from the Tudor's brother. Loras Terrell. Oh, Loras playing Is playing oh, nice. Iron Fist for that series. Nice. I mean, like, Marvel does small, we talked about it last time, I'm not going to go into it a long time. Marvel is killing the small screen thing right now because yeah. I think DC like fucking annihilates the the animated yeah, yeah. films. Their animated they, is great. It's so no, good. Marvel's not even close. Yeah. The only Which, Marvel woman that's good is the spectacular Spider Man, and by God, I wish that show had more seasons. Right, oh, that's <laughs> terrible that they canceled that to oh, make all. So Which good. brings me to my next point. Today, um, I, I saw it on BuzzFeed. I saw it on Uproxx. I saw it on the Nerdist. I saw it on everything. They have finally. Uh, DC has finally agreed to and cast doing the Killing Joke. So, so they're finally doing the Killing Joke, which is the. It is probably go, it would be the hardest Batman movie to do. Yeah, because absolutely one of fucking the top story arcs for that murder. I mean, like straight up, literally murder. All the things. Done. It's 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 very hard, very tough to do. And they are doing an animated, which is DC, that's their wheelhouse. Okay, it's great. You know, because they can do so much more creatively with it. Like, you think comics, like, one of the problems you have with live-action superhero movies is they're still fantasy. And because you're seeing live people and it's fantasy, there's still just that little bit of, of, you Mm -hmm. know, things don't drive. But when it's a cartoon, it can be anything. Because it's a cartoon. Which is the perfect reason why they cast the correct people in the roles. Okay, awesome. so Batman mm-hmm. is Kevin Conroy, the guy that did the 1990s Batman series. Yeah, he did. He's all, he's been Batman like forever. For, he did the the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Most of the Batman animated movies. Did he's he, been a couple other Batman. Right? The two big ones, the Part One, Part Two. Uh, the Dark Knight, right? Dark the Knight. Knight Returns. Yeah, I think Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Conroy was on that. Um, Those were excellent. Uh, David Merkel from the planet Correct Shun. Please let me know if I am wrong on that. But the uh, the other thing that I really like about it is that they signed Mark Hamill to play the Joker. Oh, yeah. So they have the they have the penultimate Batman and the penultimate Joker playing their parts. This is going to be. I really think after this, you just. Both care both both actors need to walk away. You need to ride off into the sunset. This this is your uh, this is the magnum opus. Okay, like, this is it. This is I mean, if you think about it, like in the nerd culture, this is the graphic novel that you go. Like, this this is, is it for like, Batman is, and Joe. This is Avengers of the DC animated yeah. universe. Uh-huh. Like this is there's there's nothing going to top this. Ever. Right, you're never going to make a live action of it, and even if you are, neither of you are going to play those parts. This is where you. This is your last hurrah. Because and also the sad part is, is they're getting older. You know, they may not have those voice chops left. Just let, you know, go off like go off on your World Series. This is the World Series of them landing this thing. Yeah, this is just go out gracefully, and I think they will. I really do think they will, which is which is awesome. So that kind of leads me. I mean, Jeremy, are you are you familiar with that series at all? The, the Killing Joke thing. I mean, is that I something? I just know there? this fucked up shit that happens in it. Okay. And, and are you familiar with like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy as who they played before? 
Uh, a little bit. Uh, only about Mark Hamill. That he okay. Was, he has Did been you... the Joker in the past, right? Right. Yeah. He's been the. He's been. He, he has was, been the he voice. He was the Joker on the animated series as as Kevin Conroy was Batman. Okay. Right. So the, like the '90s animated Batman that we all grew up with. That's them. So the maintaining continuity. Which yes. yes, absolutely. Which they've tried very hard to do through the uh, through the years, but DC at different times tried to get bigger name character actors to play those roles, and the fan base is like lashed back vehemently against it. So I'm kind of stoked that they listened to the nerd culture and went, okay, we're going to do this right. So I'm, that's something that kind of came out today, like yesterday into today, that I'm kind of stoked about. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is that Nick Prohl on uh, You're Going to Disease challenged the rest of the shows to bring up their top five favorite Batman movies, whether it be live action, animated, whatever. So I'm not saying you have to do five, but... I mean, there's at least five live-action movies. There's, what, six of them? There's seven? seven live-action movies, and there's... I could name five animated ones off the top of my head. All right, so, let's, so just to bring everybody up to speed, let's, let's go uh, live-action just name them chronologically, right? Okay, go there's ahead. There's Batman, Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Batman Returns, which is Tim Burton and Michael Keaton again. Mm-hmm. There is Batman and Robin, which is Val- Batman Forever. You forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I go out of order? I get the order. Yeah, I, I get that one screwed up so, all the time. So the okay, Val Batman Kilmer. Batman Forever is Val Kilmer and right. Chris O'Donnell, mm-hmm. and then Batman Forever is George Clooney, Chris mm-hmm. O'Donnell, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, ba- with Batman and Robin is George Clooney. He goes oh, was, forever than Batman was, and Robin. I thought I thought Clooney was the last Batman. He was. He was. Yeah, that's Batman and Robin. Yeah, but 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 uh, Chris O'Donnell was in both of those movies. Yeah, right. As Robin, but he came in with the Val Kilmer yeah. one first. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, we're, we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. And then uh, there's the quote unquote Nolan verse, which is Batman Begins, uh, that Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. There's also, I mean, are we the, taking in animated movies? Yes, yes. we are. So, um, by the way, um, he was not. It was Peter Weller did Batman for those. Oh, did Weller do it? Yeah, he did Weller a great did job, it. though. He did. That was very. And good. it was not Hamill as the Joker in that either. Okay. Huh. Well, sorry, David Merkel. Apparently, your your pseudo like apparently Earth wife Claire Kell <laughs> from Planet Correction. <laughs> told, told me differently. I look at food. It doesn't I mean I necessarily. Look <laughs> I got a whole box of Pringles. I'm just analyzing so, it in my mind a little bit. So, Steve, let me ask you yours. As as far as animated ones, there's Mask of the Phantasm, Mm -hmm. there's Under the Red Hood, there's Son of Batman, there's Batman vs. Robin, and there's another one in there that I'm forgetting at least one. Um, Aside from all the Justice League movies that basically star Batman. But those are the four that I can think of. (laughs) That's why you you start it off, baby. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Batman movie is the Val Kilmer, so Batman Forever. Val Kilmer, or uh, Nicole Kidman, the Riddler. That, and it could be nostalgia as opposed to actual quality. That makes sense. As in, like, that was, like, my formative years movie for for Batman. I was, I'm a little too young to really appreciate, um, what's his nuts? Michael Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton. I was thinking about multiplicity. Michael Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) I like pizza. (laughs) Um, He does my pepper. Although, that being said, then my next one is actually um, Batman Returns with um, the Penguin and everything. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep, that's number two for me. 
Um, number three is Batman Begins. That's a yeah, dude. I'm I'm on board. Batman Begins, and then probably the Dark Knight Rises Part One, Part Two. Really, uh, the animated. Because I really don't care for the rest of the Nolan series as much right. as I love the actors and stuff. I think he, once again, not a fucking Batman story after the first one. It's all about everybody else. And then, um, I'm sorry. I hate um, the George Clooney one. Like, I can't even, <laughs> I have not ever been able to make it through that. And the first Batman, I just, I don't even know if I've seen it in its entirety. Not yeah. effort to, like, stick in my brain. Understandable, understandable. Steve, what are yours? Okay, um, I'm going to go backwards, so starting with number five. Oh, uh, we're suspenseful. Gonna, it's true. Uh, I'm going to go with actually number five is uh, Son of Batman, which I just recently saw. Uh, it's a story uh, where we meet his uh, son, Damian Wayne, through uh, Talia al Ghul. Damian Wayne? Giggity! Damian Wayne, oh, clown. It's close. Shut up, John. Damian Wayne. <laughs> if you're not going to give us trailers for these, be quiet. <laughs> um, certainly up there. Oh, um, he'll give us trailers before he leaves. Number four. I make him do children's movies trailers. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in a, are in a gingerbread house. <laughs> Star as a fox and a raccoon. <laughs> Who are mortal enemies. Uh, Shakira plays like a goat or something. Oh, yeah, no. Tim! Tim! Make this movie! I'm gonna fuck up Zootopia. Oh, that movie was awesome. Oh, shit. God love you, Kanye. (sighs) Or we don't die. No. Alright, so... Uh, what did I say? Number four was Son of Batman. Okay. Yes. Uh, number three, or number four rather, I'm going to go with uh, the original uh, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton. Um, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. It, it doesn't get better than that live action. Except when we come to number three, The Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's your number three? I am going to go Wow, our number, our, our, our lists are completely different. I have no doubt. Um, it's not I, a fucking Batman movie, it's a Joker movie. It's a don't you movie. don't you step on his list? He didn't step on your list. You let him talk, woman. Sorry. Yeah. Get your own show. What he said. <laughs> but so, um, you did it back. Yeah, you yeah you can't do a duck face right. You know, contrary. You still did it backwards. <laughs> contrary to what other people at this table think. I think it's an excellent movie. I thought there were excellent performances all around, particularly by Gary Oldman and Heath Ledger. Um, I think that there was plenty of, of Batman involved in The Dark Knight. Um, I I, just, I really thought it was excellent. And, you know, from a, from a cinematography standpoint, it was shot really well. All the stunts were, like, the practicality of flipping that semi-truck alone just makes me, like, geek out about that whole scene. And yeah, my company does it all the time. Oh, it still happens. Still happens. Indeed, uh, still counts. <laughs> number t- number two uh, is Mask of the Phantasm. Really, uh, the first uh, animated film. Uh, really, really excellent. Kind of a continuation of that animated mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Uh, really great. And then number one is Under the Red Hood. Understandable. I can I, I can see that. Um, Jeremy, do you have a Batman ranking? Uh, I would say number one would be uh, Batman and Robin. It's uh, are are you just fucking around <laughs> being serious? A Batman with nipples and a nightmare <laughs> showscape cave with 
pastel spray paint. <laughs> Gang members that use sidewalk chalk. It's uh, the best movie ever. I should have killed the actors after that. <laughs> It's just a, it's a snuff film. They just didn't finish it. What happened? Chris O'Donnell, he filmed with that Brzezicki guy. He did. <laughs> All right. So, I, guess, I guess we don't count the Adam West Batman movies, do we? No. You can, but I'm not going to. Um, I honestly think that's what, you know, Batman Forever was, was a send-up to the old Adam West stuff. No, it, it was, was super gay. Too... It's, that's, like, no. even, even... Adam West stuff is kitschy. Yeah. Batman and Robin was bad. That's basically it's funny because uh, who was it? Um, it it's ice to meet you. But it had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. How can you possibly go wrong? George oh yeah, Clooney was like, I can't believe how gay I looked. What's her name? It. Was fucking Poison Ivy. I mean, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my god. Yeah, congratulations. You did what no villain has ever done. You killed Batman. Good job. Hooray! So for me, my number five is Dark Knight Returns number one, which is an animated film that was the predecessor that, to the the dark the, 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 the Batman versus Superman movie coming out. This is the this is the source material for that. This is an awesome animated series. There's number one, number two. I think number one was better than number two. I do too. Hence why I'm that Yeah, it's a two part, but I really dig it. Um, number four for me is something that I just watched recently, so maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but I really dug it, was Under the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my five and four are two animated films. I haven't films. seen this. Why have I It's not very this? good. We're going to watch it because it's great. Okay. Um, num- number three for me is Batman Returns. Um, I love Danny DeVito's character. <laughs> I love Michelle Pfeiffer's character. I thought it was a great movie. It was more Tim Burton. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It even has Christopher Walken as a villain. Hey! Know, that's, right? that's so nice. Thanks Thanks for remembering he me, got Steve. The, he got to make out with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, you know what's funny? He's so, kind of like the least Walken in anything I've ever seen. No, it, it reminds me a lot of the what he was in, in Joe Dirt. It's very much he, like that. He doesn't that. do like a lot of the Walken. He does, but he, but he kind of talks like that a little bit. A little bit, but I think he's more reserved than how he is in like everything else. Okay, yes. It's before he was a parody of himself. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, number two for me is Batman Begins. I think the first movie of the Nolan verse was is easily my number two favorite movie. I loved loved the way that Nolan started that series off. Not to say that three, that two and three weren't any good. I, I liked those just fine, and I would watch those. I mean, this is my top five, right? Whiny ass Katie Holmes was literally the only problem with that movie. Um, you know, but at the same time, like on the other ones, just to comment really briefly, I really liked Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. I thought that was awesome. I did love Anne Hathaway's But Catwoman. I didn't like the other parts of those movies. Uh-huh. So, eh. That was the best part of the third Why movie. didn't you like Bane? <laughs> because I was born in darkness. And then number one for me was Batman. I mean, there is... I got to go see Batman in the theater when it came out. My mom, when I was a child, took me to see Batman. There is, it is so hard to replace. It's like the Jurassic Park thing yeah. we talked about. It's so hard to replace that experience. Yeah. So that's that. That's my top five. Yeah. So I think we need to go right from this, move the show along, go right to Adulting 101, which is supplied to us by Jeremy Brzezicki. Thank you very much, Steve. What You're is welcome. Adulting 101. Adulting 101 is a segment of the show where the hosts use their hard-fought knowledge and experience to tell grown-ass people that they're grown-ass people. Steve, that is correct. And today's Adulting 101 
is reserved solely for drinking habits that evolve as we age. Jeremy, you are so kind enough as to bring us this example. Yeah, you want to turn off Facebook and participate And show, show up to the show. He's, he's the fuck up. Maybe I'm getting material. No, I Maybe don't. I am. I don't, I don't think know. you are. So I'm going to grab a beer. I'm going to grab a beer and a whiskey for all of us. Jeremy, why don't you intro us into the drinking habits that you had as a young man that you don't have as an old man because you're old as fuck because apparently you have gray hair. Yeah. Um, I am. So, so, so tell me, so kind of give us the uh, split as to where you were, where you are, and, and the, the difference that happened. Well, well I'm gonna, uh, I'm let's go. compare and contrast. Why don't you guys um, talk about amongst yourselves for a minute? I drinking talk event. To her for a minute. You have a beer or 20 hanging out with your friends playing a game where you try to flip the cup over faster than everybody else. Um, you drink to the point... Some of us stop this? You, you drink to the point that you fall over wherever you're at. And you Two of the four of you stop that. <laughs> you wake up the next morning and you feel fine. And then you do it again the next day, if you can. If you have enough finances to buy the beer or enough time. Now... Or both, which is dangerous. You drink too much wine in the night, you wake up in the morning wanting to die, and you'd rather light yourself on fire than drink alcohol for the next three days or so. I mean, tastes also change. I mean, I used to, I used to hate whiskey so goddamn much. Now I like whiskey. I, I, think, like a lot. I think your tastes have changed a lot. Um, I used to never drink beer unless I had to. Yeah. Um, I used to drink I remember beer. that. You used yeah. to, uh, you weaned yourself onto uh, Mike's Hard first, and then from there you moved nope. on to... Uh... Nope. Not even close. I thought you did. What no, I might have drank that back in the day, but I did not drink beer unless I had to. Literally had to. It was actually Red's Apple Ale. That's what it was. About three, four years ago that mm-hmm. got me hooked. Because the thing about it is, I don't like hard ciders. They're, they taste like Jolly Ranchers to me and like wine coolers. That's what hard cider, for the most part, to me tastes like. And Steve cracks open a wicked apple. Anyways, the thing I like about the Red's line... Give a shot, man. It sucks. Let me know. I'll get you some milk. Uh, the the Red's only line I don't is, like is that more like. It tastes like garbage. Okay. It's not too... Um, they're not, not as really fake apple-y to me, and they're more beer-flavored. And maybe not the Wicked, but the regular Red's Apple Ale tastes more beer than cider. And that's what I liked about it. Well, then I started drinking beer after that. And so now I really have a pretty good... F- but I have very specific tastes when it comes to beer, too. Like, I like um, I like the mid-range. I'm a mid-range drinker on a lot of things. Same thing on wine. Like, I don't like super dry, but I don't like super sweet either. Um, but yeah, no, I never used to do that. Um, I've also learned now what causes my hangovers. What's that? Uh, red wine gives me a headache. Seven, anything too sugar? Me too. Me oh. too, honestly. Huge. That's why I don't drink it. I like want to stab yeah. myself but, in the face. But puts Jeremy under the table quick. It does. I still can't drink it. I got really drunk this summer on something sweet, and I don't remember what it was. Good Good for you. That means you won't have to avoid it. Well, the thing was, I'm sure it was delicious, but I'm super nauseous. So sugar makes me nauseous. Red wine gives me headaches. Beer, best hangover, if any, is beer. Yeah. Um, hard liquor can be kind of rough too. Like Jets Pizza fucking fixes everything. <laughs> Jets Pizza is amazing. And it I repairs think, everything. I so. think it's gotten worse since we hit thirty. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think honestly, it's like the last couple of years have gotten rough. My alcohol consumption has gone up a lot since I. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Now I come home, I have a beer, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll have another beer or four. <laughs> Jeremy Rowe. And Max will jump on my head and I'll be like, you know what, another beer. Why not? It's fine. It's good. 
But I drink better beer. <laughs> anything that I drink. It's quality as yeah. opposed to anything. As opposed to, that's why I laugh whatever, you know, like 26, 27 year olds are like, I don't really get a hangover. And I'm like, ah, just <laughs> you wait. You fucking wait. <laughs> you wait. You're in for it, motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yes, my son. Okay. Uh, single barrel. Nice. Courtesy of Steve. Nice. That's so excited. I'm helping. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, that's how it goes. So, no red wine for you? Um, as I drink red wine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what is in your hand? Well, this is really a blush, but whatever. Well, no, it's a rose. How, how dare I know that? How dare Um, But I like wine. I like alcohol. I like booze. I do. I mean, it, it's it's one of my pastimes. I mean, I hate to say <laughs> the cause of and solution to all, all of life's problems. problems. You have the most built. You have the most reliable fail safe of any human being I've ever seen. Like when you drink enough, you just let your body's like return to base, shut down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You're, you're like a MacBook with a bad battery, man. I, I got to say, I was just telling Stephen, Claire was there, I was just telling Steve about this, is that I went out with one of our friends. Um, the Bob. The Bob. And last Friday, we decided to be at a bar and, and get get college. We decided to go college on it. What time was it, Jerry? Is it all right? It's good. It's good. Nice well, well, she showed up at... Four in the afternoon yeah. when I I was day drinking. Yep. I was kind of off. I was off that day, so we were day drinking. I was pre-gaming day drinking, and then she showed up. <laughs> and and she you know had a good day, so we started having fun. And install a fucking door lock on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so Clara was nice enough to go pick up our children and um, go pick up t- the Bob's. Significant it, other. It's been on shows. I think it's okay. Okay, so so Anne and I got fucking blackout shit hammered at the bar. It was awesome. So Claire's like, I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get Tim, and then I'm gonna come back here and get you guys. That way, Tim can pick up her car. Were you, were, were you the kind of drunk where you have to monitor everything you do? Like, I need to stand up this way. No, not that way. Okay, uh, look to the left. No, he was he was fenced during it. I don't remember leaving the bar. <laughs> Oh, so you're in return to base mode. <laughs> Total. So, so, so what had happened was, <laughs> so on that same note, Ann and I decided to have a good time at the bar. We were drinking beers and just drinking shots. Okay, just having some whiskey shots, having a good time, right? And then Claire texted me and said, hey, I'm going to be there shortly. Okay, great. Cashed mm-hmm. out. And I left. I don't remember leaving, but we left. And um, I came home and went immediately upstairs to bed. It was 7.30. No, no, no. It was 7.10. 7.10. And proceeds to start hurtling in my bathroom and texting me, calling me a bitch. Like, how dare you get me fucking drunk and not hang out with me, you dirty bitch. Like, all night long. She's great. Then she gets up and goes to work in the morning because, you know... She's an adult. She's a fucking professional. Right. <laughs> and she texts me. She's like, how the fuck did you leave me? That's bullshit that I had to be here. Because Tim was like, Tim wasn't feeling good. So he came home, passed out. She was talking to Claire. I came home and immediately went upstairs and went to bed. I had clothes on. I woke up like at four in the morning, got up, like took my jacket off, took my <laughs> pants off. Because yeah. I went like, I went upstairs and just went to bed. It was awesome. So, the way that my drinking has evolved over the years 
is I got smart enough to go the fuck to bed. Yeah, you do. You, you are really good at that. And bad shit has happened to you as a result. Allegedly. You were like a criminal. I mean, you were like, you were an outlaw back in the day. Hey, uh, was I green hot tub? Yeah. <laughs> you know what you let people do in your parents' hot tub? Yeah, I do remember that. Good um, night. Well, I didn't exactly sanction it, but I didn't exactly that. stop it. Because by the time it was happening, hey, We call you an accessory to the crime, homie. What are you going to do? Hose him off the garden hose? I mean, it's it's going to happen. It's already warm in here! <laughs> God, that hot tub was fun. So, that's adulting 101. I guess, I guess the thesis statement of this, Steve, I mean, Steve, did you get to say how your drinking has changed? Uh, I didn't, because no. it hasn't really. <laughs> Whiskey. You are Mr. Reliable, man. You've still been doing the same thing that you've been doing as long as I can remember. I think we've learned to be more responsible on the next day. Yeah. Yes, you know, absolutely. Considering that our hangovers are worse, like, we still manage yeah. to get up. Yeah, that's true. You, still, you, you don't get to sleep till noon anymore. That doesn't exist. Can you exist. imagine Anne, like, the first customer, she's like... Like that's, that's fucking acting right there. Yeah. Whatever we did is acting, nothing compared to that. Absolutely. I, I, luckily, I don't think she had customers. No, oh she was just training. Yeah, I think all of our rowdy friends have rowdied on down. Yeah. Well, you know. No, they just got younger. Fair enough. And they're pussies. Yeah, they're fucking sissies. I mean, Claire, she's so proper. I love her to death. Why, you keep me. I, I hate to put it that way, but yeah, I mean... I mean, honestly, like, this last this last class before this one, I mean, so two classes ago, none of them drank. Don't there were eight of them and none of them. What the fuck does that... Oh, my God. What are you they're, even and they're in college all, they're, for? And they were all over 21, and none of them drank. What are you even in college for? Just go... Just stay home and study. Watch some TV. <laughs> you know what? You can learn this shit on Google! And yeah. maybe it's just we don't understand because we weren't part of the pothead generation as much. Like, we knew people I, that smoked pot. Don't get me wrong. They smoke? Is that, I mean, they do that, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, but that's it. That's okay. But that's it. Like, they don't do anything else. They don't do anything fun. They just, they... Oh, like, oh. there was times that we would have to isolate ourselves in a forest just because we couldn't be around people for four days. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. We were completely unacceptable for society. <laughs> it was Lord of the Flies for four days. Oh my god, the and I was never there that, in that campground. I think we appreciate our quality of, of alcohol a lot more than we used to before. Agreed. Like Miller High Life Light was was an acceptable Lord. drink. Remember what Shag and I used to drink when we were in our rooms? Like Red Dog, Ice House. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, whatever was nine ninety nine for a thirty pack. Oh God, Bush Light. Oh, oh Bush High Life. High, high Life. Life. Miller oh. High Life Light. High Life. We had, a, we had a bathtub full of Miller High Life Light one time. A bathtub. At ACTF. Oh my God. Jared drank almost thirty of them by himself. No, I drank Coors, not Coors Light, but original Coors. Oh, so good. <laughs> Touches your lips and it's so cold. <laughs> I'm, drool- is my, I'm drooling. I'm uh, drooling right now. Domestic so light and cold <laughs> preferred. I do. Coors Light is good. Oh, oh Coors man. Light. So I think well, we so uh, we've gotten smarter over the years. I would say so. So I we guess don't drive. we have designated we proper designated drivers. Yes, Uber, Uber Uber is a great idea. Proper designated drivers. Proper planning of your night out is a to huge fair, idea. Uber didn't exist when we were kids. They didn't. Like we were like no. It's just who's the least fucking hammered is all it was. And we don't do that anymore. So we've got that. And I think too, um, we tend to not if. Exception might be at this table, so ignore this person to my left. <laughs> For the most part, if we drink and get to the point of sick, we make it someplace safe to do so. We don't generally wake up in a pool of our own filth anymore. That's true. Generally ignoring the person to my left. Like, our default programming is built in. 
right. to make it to a place. Otherwise, you have to clean it up in the morning. Right. But if you take in the amount of times you drink versus the amount of times you've had an oops, it's it's really pretty a low it's number. Two. Three. Three. Oh, you're right. Three. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a new shower door out of this. One. <laughs> <laughs> you did what I've been asking for for a really long time. I don't understand the problem in this. I'm, I'm helping. <laughs> you helped. He no, pushed you good. over. He did that himself. I know. <laughs> I'm getting clean. Oh, God! <laughs> Ow! 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 Man, my head hurts. Probably. <laughs> that reminds me of that fucking New Year's Eve party when I was at, when Jason was having, then Jason, I, and Jake got the keg. And you asked Andy you know, to punch you in the face? Yeah, and I woke up the next morning going... Jason, I was like, I was laying his recliner. I'm like, Jason, why does my hat hurt, man? He's like, what are you talking about? I go, oh, you puked on the carpet that year. I'm like, I'm like, I don't hurt like here. I'm like, I hurt right. It's right. It's right here. Right here and, and it was, right yeah, it was kind of like so Tommy here Boy. Here, but right here. And he's like, you asked Annie to punch you in the head. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I did. I can't say how much I value having Don't get in my yourself punched in the head when you're an adult. It's not a good idea. Don't you do it. You haven't anyone punched in a long time. Nope. When you're in your early 20s, fucking drink. Drink. Enjoy in yourself college. in college. Because eventually you're going to be old and have responsibilities. Yeah. There's a, there is a time and a place for everything in that place, and time is college. You're going to have shit to do in the morning, and if you puke on your floor, you have to clean it up in a blow. It is bullshit. And then your kids puke all over the goddamn floor, and guess who gets to clean it up? You. I know this because I just did it. Because <laughs> I don't care about puke. I will clean. I've had so much of my puke cleaned up over the years, like from being sick as a kid. And that doesn't even bug me. Being sick as an adult, I'm like, bah! and people clean it up because my parents are awesome when I was younger. Like, to me, like. And then you have our, the most amazing wife ever. Fact. My dog goes up yeah. under my bed all the time. I just. I Your just doctor's under your bed? My dog. Oh. She crawls under the bed and throws up whatever toy she ate at Max's. Which is a double fucking problem. I hate that dog so much. I wish she died. No, it's I thought, you, I thought oh. you loved the new dog. I I do, but I also hate her. I wish she, like, I was yelling at her when she was underneath the bed horking up. I hope you die. If you have a problem with your stomach, I'm not paying a dollar to the vet. You better get through this shit by yourself. I like that he parent, pet parents like we pet parents. Come on, Yahtzee, fuck! Because there are so many people that, maybe this is slightly adulting, but there are so many people that their, their pets are such people to them. And uh, I'm just so, like, not... I don't know. But I'm like, it's a dog. You're a fucking dog. It's if you die, dog. you're a fucking dog. I don't you're, care. you're a human? I have problems. If you're a dog, you're yeah, a we're, dog. We gotta keep... We gotta take care of the humans. There, there are not enough people... There's people that will ask. Right? But what about hawks? Like, are you, are you for or against hawks as a, as a species? This isn't... What, what do you mean? Like, as a, as a thing? Are you segueing? I you, am. <laughs> Like, I don't take a wiffle bat and try to knock him out of the air if that's what you're talking about. Well, speaking about. about bats and hawks, I kind of want to introduce the uh, <laughs> I want to introduce the next segment of the show we want to introduce today as episode number two is uh, 
something gay sports called no, TWTW. Jeremy, what do you think about Hawks? <gasps> Did you see that? To respond to I'm that. sorry, that was amazing. Did you see me throw that? I went, and I went, oh, right No, I, I got exactly sorry. what I wanted. I you being it. confused, Claire jumping on your bandwagon, <laughs> and everybody being going, what the fuck? That's sorry, what I wanted. People. It's okay. It's okay. So, Steve, what is TWTW? Jared, TWTW is it's something that can't be measured. It's not in any book or on any stat card. You can't teach it. You can only find it. This is fucking awkward. That is the will to win. That is correct. Yeah, Jeremy. This is our. This is something Gates segment on sports in Chicago and across the nation. So we figured with baseball season back in full effect, uh, you got the NFL draft. You know, free agency going on. Hockey's going strong. Basketball's still going on. (laughs) Basketball is still going on. Well, not in Chicago, but. They won last night, didn't they? They didn't win tonight. Oh, well, they won last night. They got night. beat by 22 points tonight. So... They won last night with none of their starters. Yeah, and they beat Toronto, which is Canadian. <laughs> and not Canadian, but like Canadian. So... <laughs> hey, Canadian is not Canadian, it's neighbors. Boop! <laughs> anyway, so Steve, something has happened to our beloved Chicago White Sox this year. Actually, a couple things have happened yeah. this year. Something happened today, something happened a couple weeks ago. So, Steve, a couple weeks ago there was a change in the TV broadcast booth. What happened there, bud? Uh, well, apparently uh, Hawk Harrelson has... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. He's not dead. He's just taking a step back. He's uh, going to cut his workload by roughly 75%. How hard is it to call strikeouts? I mean, just, oh, well, he struck out again. <laughs> well, back in the 1960s, <laughs> Latin players didn't strike out. I know, seriously. There's a lot of baseball true. games, so that's why. I would totally cut my workload. But what about the new guy? Have you listened to him yet? Um, I have not. He is awesome. Is he? He's from the area. He's from Hinsdale South. He worked at the score for a while. He is a, um, he's a guy that is... You know, done his due diligence, done his time, being a broadcaster guy that came up, and Stoney likes him. So Steve Stone likes him. They have a great rapport. He makes fun of him. He, like, treats him like a rookie. It's mm. so fun. The way that, like, Stoney treats him on the air is fantastic. And um, Stupid rookies. It's great. Because I love me some Hawk Harrelson. Like, that was some of the greatest times of my life is, you know, the World Series. And I, I will never forget those times. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's time to put somebody away. Kind of like I was talking about Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill earlier. you got to take those people, put them away, let them go, on, go, let them go off on a high note, and go off in the sunset. And I don't think, you know, last season was too bad. It didn't go the way we wanted it, but it wasn't like, oh, God, this is a train wreck, you know? You mean like the Cubs last three seasons? In no, the Cubs last season made me want to slip my wrist because I'm so jealous, and I am a jealous hater. And I hate, 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 hate the Cubs. See, right I now. appreciate that you hate because I also hate, and I try to work past it. But I still, I want your team to lose every fucking. Jeremy, game. Knock oh, knock. I don't hate like that. What's that? Knock knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? Owen four. <laughs> it's the fucking preseason. How'd the playoffs work out for you last year, buddy? Good, honestly. Yeah, I they mean, got a lower draft pick than we got, so hey, all right. I think it went very well. Yeah, third place. Woo! Third place. Third place. (laughs) And the shit out of the Cardinals. That's all I care about. Fuck the Cardinals. Well, yeah, it's good to have high expectations. I fucking hate the Cardinals. (laughs) You know, I look for rings. You look for beating the Cardinals. You know, whatever you want to do. 
do. It's fine. More than I hate your stupid team. It's okay, buddy. Don't worry about it. So, kind of along the same okay. note with the Chicago White Sox today, um, I don't. Do you know? Does everybody at the table know know who Adam LaRoche is on the Chicago White Sox? Unfortunately, first baseman, kind of utility player at the same time. Um, he retired from the White Sox today. He retired from Major League Baseball with a thirteen million dollar contract. Yeah. So he gave up thirteen million dollars next year to retire from the White Sox. Because he only spent one year with the oh, Sox. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Right. And he, he spent one shitty year with the Yes, Sox. he was an awful... He in like the grand tradition seven. of Adams from the National League. Yeah. <laughs> Dickheads. <laughs> Hate them. He basically gave the White Sox the Christmas gift they didn't deserve. He's like, hey, you know that $13 million you're going to spend on me? Yeah. Keep it. I got to go. Bye. Well, that's what my favorite football player did. Which one? Lynch. He, I thought of Tom Brady. What's that? Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn Lynch, yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. That guy was fucking awesome. Beast mode. Okay, but, but why did why did he retire? So here's the thing. Do, does anybody know he besides... He couldn't do it anymore. Okay, listen to this. So you're going <laughs> to love this, Jeremy. This is the best. Did you, you know about this, Claire? Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you to uh, WHIP, uh, <clears throat> 101.9 The Mix. So uh, it does great sports. Please sports. correct me, because I think I understand what happened. And if it, and WHIP, I love WHIP, and I, I believe him. I, I, he worked. He was. He was. His side job was ESPN. Um, right. While yeah. He was doing. Yeah. The Eastern Sports Propaganda Network. Yeah. That's right. Dun 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 And we're gonna talk about the Lakers again. <laughs> What's Kobe doing on this couch. particular day? That'd be the West Coast. I know, but they covered the Lakers incessantly. Only when the Knicks sucked. So it's fine. Anyway, so Adam LaRoche retires from the Chicago White Sox today and Major League Baseball as a whole. Hold on. Wait for it. Hold on. Wait for it. Let it play. Oh, that's Stephen Bard has to relieve himself from the uh, conversation for a moment. Adam LaRoche retired today because he decided to leave because Kenny Williams, who is the president of Chicago White Sox, would not let him bring his son to work anymore. His son is a 13-year-old boy. That Adam LaRoche said, I quote, uh, and not quote, this is, this is more a generalization type quote. Paraphrase. Paraphrase, thank you. He, he paraphrased and said, I don't believe in school, school is stupid. This is what Adam LaRoche said, school is stupid, um, I'm homeschooling my son, and the best way to homeschool my son is to let him be around adult men playing baseball because baseball is what matters and school doesn't matter anymore. Right no, it's not. This guy is this guy's on this White Sox for a year. And you can't right. be like there was a White so, Sox statement. So, uh, so, so Kenny, I want to hate. Especially so, since the Kent, so since the president was like, "Fuck no." He did that all last year, and everybody in the clubhouse is kind of like, "What is going on right now?" Get me a beer. Man, your son is stupid. It's the second, it's the second <laughs> inning. Give me a beer. <laughs> so this year, Kenny said, "Excuse uh, me, no more. This ain't gonna work." And uh, this isn't going to be allowed anymore. This is a professional establishment. Kids aren't supposed to be here. This is a clubhouse. Didn't you see what Guillen's kids did? Right? Pretty much, right? And Adam LaRoche gave up $13 million a year because he believes that not putting your children in school and bringing them to the baseball park is more important than... Getting I, I, a it's a million dollar contract. stupid theory. I mean, it's a stupid thing to think, but I mean... If you gotta be a parent number one, even if it's a fucking stupid idea. Can I throw all this out there though? Is he really a fucking parent? 
Is he really parenting his child that whole time? He thinks he is. Sorry. Is he, I, he thinks he is, but he's wrong. So you're exposing your child to grown-ass men in a locker room. and let's, I don't think I need to explain that. You're exposing your child to that on a constant basis. A very impressionable 13-year-old child, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's not like you're, it's not like he's, it. you know, it's not like you're taking him to the ball game as a father and son. You're taking batting practice. You're taking ground balls. It's you're not taking, like he's the fucking bat boy. Yeah. He's just hanging out while you're at work. Well, and if you really cared about being a parent, like, where's the other parent in the situation? I'm not saying, where's the mom, where's the other parent? So if you've got two parents going on, where is the other parent, and why is the other parent not participating? So, if yeah, what, you I know what I'm saying? Because he's not participating. Because he said... there, but he's not participating. Because he said that not only can not... Chicago public schools can't teach him what his kid needs to know. Chicago private schools can't teach him what his kid needs to know, and he's going to get better a better education. That's, that's really suspect. i got to say, that's, that sounds fucking crazy. Weird, yeah. And right? It's just like, I, I really hope that's not the real And I'm, and I'm not saying, like, like, freaky, like, ooh, weird, like, but I'm saying, like... Like, blew out his knee getting out of the shower? Like, you're not... Well, that's, that's my thing. Like, you're people, not thinking People get correctly. fired for stupider things from schools. So yeah. why on earth does he think it's okay for his 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 minor child to be in that in that situation? I don't know. That's that's really. Or let's say he let's say okay, the kid doesn't go in the locker room with him. Well, then where the fuck is the kid? Well, he's in the goddamn locker yeah, exactly. room. Exactly. It's I've never seen a daycare center at, at the cell. I mean, where does and does he, is he there on road trips too? Like yeah. So that's kind of what I want to touch on, like, like, because I figure that a good intro to Thirty for Thirty is with Steve and I being White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like talking about Hawk kind of going off into the sunset and Adam LaRoche giving the White Sox a Christmas gift. And was he horrible? I don't oh, yeah, he had a horrible Adam year LaRoche last year. was a fantastic, sure. nor- was a fantastic, fantastic National League player and sucked in the, last year. In yeah, the just like American Adam League. Dunn did before. I was going to say yeah. Adam Dunn. Yeah. He, was, he was as bad as Adam Dunn. Yeah. He hit 207 and 12 home runs last year. Oh, that's, that's As bad. the that's starting bad. first baseman. As the starting first baseman, yeah. That's pretty bad. It was not pretty. Yeah. What's your opinion of Kenny Williams? Kenny Williams sucks. I hate him. Um, What's your opinion of uh, Ventura? I hate him. I love him as a player. hate him as a coach. Yeah. I, I I respect Kenny Williams' go-for-it attitude. True. But... At the same time, you have to have some, like they keep they keep selling the minor league system out yeah, to get guys these guys that farm to to I get mean, these guys that are already past their. Kenny Williams lo- loves a name. Like remember, how many years yeah. did he go for Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. We Ken just Griffey watched Jr. it on third for thirty. Finally got him, and it was like dun, dun, dun. so you had Ken ah. Griffey Jr. Adam. Uh, no, it was still Jim Jomey at the time. Yeah, Paul Konerko and Ken Griffey Jr. And you're going to try and slug your way to greatness, but we already figured out that that didn't work. And, you know, I, I love the fact that he wants to be competitive and everything, but there's more than one way to be competitive. They want to be competitive now. They want to go for it now. I, I, I get it. Hooray, I like winning ball games too, or watching winning ball games too. But you, you, you got to have a place to grow because all them guys are going to get old. Some of them are going to get injured. Some of them are going to get traded. Well, sales guy. Yeah. The, 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 what six seven more years? He does. Like, the, 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 unfortunate, I, the unfortunate part we have is a team. I like like, and I I love I love Robin Ventura, boyhood hero. Yep. Robin Ventura. Talk about a get it guy. But he's not a coach. He, no, he, that, he's dad. He's okay, son. Get him next time. And this team with its very fragile potential and and spark needs a fire under their ass. 
And so that's you, not you need a you need a fire you need a firebrand coach. I tell you right now, I, I tell you right now, with this team, I would take Ozzy instantly over Robin. Yeah. And I'm and you I was I was happy like to, the, I was, like when when Ozzy left, I was happy to see Ozzy go at that point because you know you gotta you gotta break you know you gotta have something new come in right. You don't you don't have a person that stays there forever. You go only hear somebody say that in my country. I don't know what this means when I call somebody a. Right, but at the right. same time, with with these two people, I love Robin Ventura. But at this time in the coaching career, I would put Ozzy with these guys over Robin. Well, it's Ro- like the Bears. Robin Ventura is your bench coach. Yes, we need to He's start looking for, for solid potential. Yes, and 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 you need someone that can grow that potential, not someone that's going to be like, okay, you'll get him next time, but someone that needs to be. Yeah, to, unfortunately, to his name is throw it over the unfortunately, fucking plate. Unfortunately, his name is Theo Epstein. He's on the north side, and that ain't well, going to happen. Or so. I was going to say, unfortunately, shut up, Jeremy. Unfortunately, <laughs> his name's Coach Q, and he coaches <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Well, Madden has the same philosophy. I mean, well, yeah, he's... Mad, mad, see, yeah. Here's the thing. Madden, Madden grew a goddamn mustache. He attached it to a goatee, but it's a mustache. You cannot win a championship in Chicago unless you have a mustache. Gotta have a stash. It's a thing. <laughs> when was the last one they did it without a mustache? Didn't happen. Yeah. Ever. That's true. I can't Boom. <laughs> Phil Jackson. Ditka. Right? Ozzy. Ozzy. <laughs> Quinn. Quinn. Phil, 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 Phil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened? When, what happened when Ozzy grew it? If you're trying to make me feel bad about last year, it's not going to fucking happen. I want to make you feel bad about the last hundred and four years. Would you? Okay, Jeremy, can I can I tell you one thing? That I listen to the radio that I'm not trying to shit on you because I think it's an amazing thing, and I, lo- I love I love what the white uh, what the Cubs are doing. I really do. Like because I love I love the competition. It's great. They're doing something. But look up something. Look up something called the plexiglass effect. Okay. Sounds Look up something. It, it's it's an it's an analytical stat that dictates as to why it won't be as good as you think it will. However, the moves the Cubs have made should counteract that effect. So Same. check it out. Look up. It's called the plexiglass effect. And now all you Cubs fans listening, um, I'm not hating. I'm not a hater. Yes, he does. No, no, that's not well, true. You actually are a hater, but that's okay. You're- no, I'm not. The only the only time I don't want the Cubs to win is when they're playing the White Sox. I said that you were a hater like you did- seven minutes ago. Yeah, you're like I said Donald I hate Trump, right? against one more. But there, too, like, if you think about it, like, think about the Hawks and their, their evolution over the wins and the back and forth. Because you have to build it up, and then they, they need a year to get solid, and then they can then they win. When they win, people are going to leave. It happens. So then you have to rebuild and then bring yep. it back up. It, it, to have championship, 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 I think it's a lot harder to do now than it used to be. Well, it's it's oh, the absolutely. fucking system. There absolutely. has to be it's a system. system. Yes. And they have Belichick it. has the fucking system. And you can plug any idiot in the, in the wide receiver. Like Martellus Bennett! <laughs> yeah. And they're going to win. Yeah. Because it's the, you're going to do your job. That's your job. And that's, run downfield, catch it. ball, run with ball. Yeah, Got it. That's why Just I where I run down the field pretending was, I'm lost. Let me listen to your potential. Okay, it's okay that you don't feel good today. Doctor Death. I understand you're not having a good day. No, it's you need to have a fucking coach that's John Fox is the perfect coach for this. System. I'm so excited about John. So, how do you feel about John Fox? I, I I hope he sticks around for ten years. I I just feel like like I'm like like I'm to the point to where I go. I would like John Fox to get them through the because you know me. I love Jay Cutler. Yeah, I still do. Still love Jay Cutler. But I would like John Fox to be the coach to the Cutler era, have them pick the next guy, and then let another coach take over. I wish it would have been Adam Gase. I wish it's he could say, but Gase I know it. Left. But, but every reason he left was the right reason. Yeah. You, he got everything in Miami. 
well, yeah, everything. It's, it's, it's like someone coming up to you in your job and saying, hey, do you want an instant promotion? And control over everything you don't like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. So, so you mentioned something earlier, but you didn't like elaborate or explain to the folks at home. Unless I missed the last gate. Did you talk about 30 for 30 previously? No, we're talking about oh. it now. Oh, Thank okay. you very much for segueing into that, which no I was going to segue into earlier. Yeah. But now we're back Other people it. Squirrel! <laughs> Other people squirrel this time. It wasn't me. Yep. So, Jeremy, are you familiar with 30 for 30? I am. I am. Do you watch it? I do not. Oh. Okay. I've only seen a couple minutes of a couple episodes. Okay. Steve, you are? Yeah, I've caught about four episodes. Claire? Oh, what are we on? Like 12? Yeah. We, that, has been, that has been Claire and my... Um, actually, that has been our binge watch lately on Netflix. It's been 30 for 30. Shout out to Ryan Madigan, a constant... Uh, I think he's called the professional guest on, <laughs> on That Just Happened. But I have been a fan of 30 for 30 for years. So I started searching 30 for 30 on Netflix and found a fantastic amount of shows on that. My my the one that I started off with that got Claire hooked. Yeah. I really wish they would collect those as like a season. I know why don't they just have 30? it? Oh, yeah. you like thirty for thirty? Maybe you should watch this thirty for thirty. That thirty for thirty. Like, come on, Netflix. I mean, raise your, your fucking shit game together. up. This mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah, fuck you. That's why. But I understand each thirty for thirty is done by like NBA films, NFL yeah. films, so it's not. You know, it's Still, a collection. It's, it's collected under one title. It should be a lot easier. The one we, the one I started on that Claire was like. What is this? This is awesome. She came home from grocery shopping. God bless her. Thank you so much for taking my kids and going yeah. grocery shopping. But she came home and I was watching I Hate Christian Leitner. <laughs> that was when I was watching. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was watching when you came home. You're, it was I Hate Christian Leitner. You're like, that's kind of interesting. So then I went instantly to the Detroit Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, Bad Boys. Only, like, you know, Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas yeah. and Bill Lambier and all them. And Claire's like, oh my god, I didn't realize like, all this stuff happened and stuff. And you're like, this is badass. I'm so, like, yeah, and she was like, home, but I was like glued to the TV. Yeah, so you know how it is like when you get into a documentary or something factual that happened and you have people that were there telling you about what happened? You, I mean, for me, I get locked into that shit. Um, like, the, uh, the draft of the, one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. Was the draft episode when they were talking about. Um, Elway to Marino? Uh, yeah, Elway to Marino. The thing that the thing about all of them that is so I love Thirty for Thirty. First of all, I've always been a sports fan. I feel like I feel I am to sports how I am to um, like nerdy comic booky things. Was like I always knew enough to get by, and I never realized how much I liked it. And as I'm watching Thirty for Thirty, I'm like, oh my god, I watched that game. Oh, we talked about that. My dad is always a sports watcher, mm-hmm. and so like just by um, being present, I absorbed. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really... Like, I'm putting all the pieces together. It's like I always knew, like, little bits, and now it's, like, filling in all my gaps. Um, but I love the draft <laughs> one. I love the draft one, too, because it's told from a different point of view. Not always necessarily the hero story, which is awesome, but about, like, what really... You get this feeling about what really happened, and it gives you all the different perspectives. And, like, you see everybody in a different light, like, you know, to, to listen to John Elway get up and talk about, like, why he did what he did and why they felt that... Um, the Wayne Gretzky one was super interesting, especially, like, as they, they take things from, like, well, this is how the media portrayed it, or this is how, like, fans took it, but, like, they didn't really understand that this is why it happened, and, you know, now things have changed, and um, it was really cool. Like, um, the other one that was really great was the day O.J. Simpson 
turned himself that in eventually. Cool, man. They covered like all the different sports things that were going on that day. So like mm-hmm. the point of view on each of them is unique and because that because that day you had the World Cup, you had the yeah. NBA Finals, you had um, uh, baseball was going opening season. Yeah, baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. was getting ready to break the se- single season um, home run record for the time. Mm-hmm. Like up to that date, you know, for yeah. the Seattle Mariners, it was like there's all this stuff going on as. He was driving around in a white Ford Bronco. You know, oh, it's yeah. like it's it was crazy. crazy. And once again, the point of view on them is so unique and different yeah, than anything the, else you've seen. Yeah, documentaries are really good in that way. I mean, but these are yeah, these are these are on another level. These, these are on another have, level. If you have like, unfortunately, they're they're all about two two hours, two and a half hours. Are they're not. Long, no, no, they're they're all an hour. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure the Bears one went on. No, for one hour. They're all there. Well, the Bears one was the first one we watched. Yeah, it, it was. It, they're all one hour. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I, wa- I watch Vice instead. And I just it's it's because the, the thirty for thirty is thirty. It's thirty directors for thirty stories, but it's one hour long. Okay. Have that checked. I think That's some fine. of them are longer than an hour too. Okay. I could be incorrect, but some of them felt longer than an hour. It feels like. Oh, it's still going. As opposed to like that—that that could be it. When I get involved in something, I'm I like, feel like it goes on forever. And, it, and I don't like think they're, and, they, and, they, and Steve, they may be like an hour ten, hour fifteen. There are none of them that are like. But two it's hours like the long. OJ one. Like like the other day, like I, I dozed off during one when I wasn't feeling good, and all of a sudden, like I was like I took a nap and I still woke up and figured out what was going on. I really got into two of them recently. Which was, do you guys remember when the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's played the World Series and the earthquake happened? I do. I watched that. I remember, like, seeing that shit. So I got to watch the, what, because I was young at the time. And this says all episodes. 145. That's not two hours. Anyway. So it is um, with commercial breaks, Dick. There are no commercial breaks on Netflix. So anyway, I'm right. And so I watched the earthquake, and it's like you get to get you get the personal view. And then there's they're interviewing a firefighter that was the only survivor of. You remember that that one bridge that collapsed and yep. smashed all the cars? The one survivor out of that was a firefighter that was traveling home to go watch World Series. You know, it's like they get to talk to all these people and. The way they bring everything together and the way they, they they bring it to like its climax is so artistically correct, it's just well, fantastic. Who they pick to narrate. Oh, oh you know, like so good. I mean like okay, the Detroit the Bad Boys one, Kid Rock was narrating. You know, like I just it's little it's those little details though, but like especially when you talk Detroit, no one else outside of like you talk quintessential like Detroit representative, Kid Rock comes to mind hands down. You know, was it, it Vince Vaughn on the Vince Vaughn did Chicago the Bears the one? The Bears one, you yeah, know, that so was so you're, good. You're talking like if you, you go, they pick someone that is a sports fan that is very hometown, but that you go, oh, they're from fill in the blank, and that's what was mm-hmm. cool about like you know you're like, hey, that's Vince Vaughn, and if you ask anyone, most people know Vince Vaughn's a Chicagoan, just like right. most people know Kid Rock is all about Detroit and about bringing everything back home. So those little details were great. I still and am, about trying different things. Yep, and smoking funny things. And smoking funny things. I still. I'm sorry. The um, Making love no, down by the lake. The draft favorite song. Elway and Marino was sipping whiskey out the bottle. The, the lawyer. Not thinking about tomorrow. Everything. 
Singing Sweet Home Alabama. All they, summer long. They had his agent, you know, talking on the one with Elway and Marino, and his agent just, like, explaining how everything worked in the representation and how, like, that really changed the face of football And the drafts. notes that dude kept. The notes. That was so He cool. had, like, okay, so Elway and Marino, when they were getting drafted, it was 1983, same year Jim Kelly got drafted, yeah. Elway and Marino. They had five quarterbacks. Elway and Marino had the same... Lawyer, because they didn't, he didn't have eight. No, he was like he was a lawyer at the time because they didn't have agents at the time. Okay, okay. So they had lawyers. Representation. Representation. Yeah. This dude took handwritten notes of every single conversation that happened. So as he's going, yeah, I talked to this guy from this team because what happened was is Elway was going to be drafted number one to the Colts, and he wanted to be not traded there. You remember like the whole Eli Manning thing with Drew Brees, right? Right. That that whole thing was the exact same thing that happened with Elway back in the day. He didn't want to okay. go to Baltimore, and you know what's so funny is like there were times like because like the, the guy that had owned Baltimore at the time was kind of like an, an Ernie and, Corsi. Yeah, no, 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 that was the GM. I'm GM. sorry, no, the GM. But even the GM Ursa. and the owner were both kind of like. Ursay still owned it when it was the Baltimore. His Bulls? dad. His dad. His dad. His dad. No shit. Yeah, Jim Ursay's dad. His dad. Owned so, it. But the thing about yeah. it was was like some of their stuff was kind of contradictory to what the lawyer had taken down, but the lawyer took such bit handwritten notes, date, time. Hand. Like, handwritten like and you was, see it like he's he's and as he's reading it it's got like the pen following along where he's reading it it's like you're like it's crazy and so you, you want to know what really happened what the conversations really were the fact that he was taking meticulous notes like that should like they might have thought they were saying one thing but that was never the interpretation because he you have to remember it was pre-internet and so he wasn't like he was emailing them everything that happened so he wasn't going to talk to John Elway and his dad and Jack there weren't even fax days. machines at the time weren't fax machines there were fax machines in 83. Pretty okay. sure. Anyways. It's funny because I do that same shit when I'm on the phone right. with a serious customer. Yeah, document it, right? Because you got to write it down. Document everything and then send it back to them. As right, so as, as verification. This so is he, what we talked about, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, so great. So he wrote Woo. it all down. So when he talked to John and Jack Elway, John Elway's dad, um, and talked to them, he could relay everything that had gone on in the last 24, 48 hours and have it absolutely every single note. So, like, you want to know what the conversations were. He kept those notebooks, and that was so cool. And listening to him talking, the guy, that the, the agent slash lawyer, like, Dad has to be one of the most brilliant people I've ever heard talk. Just, like, his thought process. He's just a very well-thought-out person, yeah. too. He was like, the guy, the very cool, logical. The, for me, the whole L.A. to Marino thing was cool. Like, oh, how, here's how draft day went on 83. But for me, I saw the birth of the agent. And that's what they talked about, too. They talked about being the birth of the agent as well yeah. as the birth of, like, the draft being a thing. Right, you know, like, yeah, uh, Steve Coase, whatever, like, the guy that was the, the, um... Coase? Yeah, the, the, um, commissioner of the league at the time. Mm-hmm. And then you have this guy that, like, they're, you're talking about guys that are on draft day, like, trading the number three pick for the number one, trying to get... Right. And then, and then Marino, like, remember, remember a couple of years ago when Johnny Menzel fell so far and everything? Yeah. Like, Marino, remember, dude, I don't know if you remember, but Marino fell... To 27. I don't remember that. Dan Marino was the 27th pick. That's mental. In the 1983 draft. After four other quarterbacks that failed. Because they thought he smoked pot. Really? Even though, even though the... He, su- he submitted to, ma- to um, voluntary, voluntary drug, drug tests, tests and he was investigated. His entire senior year for sure. And like, was investigated by the police department, and he was like, no, I'm not. 
Well, like, the, it, like the, dude, this one is now we have, so now good. Now we have people that, like, punch the shit out of people. Yeah. Yeah. And still go number one. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. Uh, there was a really... Like, uh, there all was... the baggage behind Winston and the fact that... Could you like, imagine if that would happen in 83? That would have been, like... Pfft, it was never, really... He would have never been drafted. Yeah, exactly. It's, His life would have been over. Um, there was another one, too, that talked about, like, the financial side of everything, with, like, especially with, like, football players and stuff. That one was really interesting. Yeah, I, I watched another one, uh, you know, the Thirty for Thirty called "Broke," where it yeah. goes over everybody's finances and how they lost all their money and what they did. Broke. And they're they're all being real. They're like, "Yeah, I had a lot of money, but you know what I did? I got friends that want to get invested." Like yeah. they were just Have you like, ever seen like ballers. No, no but I I want because of the yeah. Rock. I want to see it so bad. It's fucking good. Is it good? I've watched the her the whole first season. It's fucking good. Yeah. But it's it's wonderful on that and like I actually Isn't the Rock fucking awesome? I mean I Rock is fucking rock awesome. Amazing. He's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our time. Seriously. Because of what he said reminded me of Michael Vick. Like all the things Michael Vick has fucked up. Yeah. Like they 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 talked about him on the financial thing and like you go, man, that like it, you almost feel sorry for Michael Vick in the thought in the thought, not because of he did terrible things, don't get me wrong, but like he's such a misguided individual. He's obviously not a smart guy. Like, yeah. like, he got pulled over by a Ponzi scheme. Like, you know, he got involved in the dogfighting ring. Like, that's, that's, like, he's just so misguided. But you have some of these guys, really talented people, that have come from not super strong academic backgrounds or, econ- right. or economic backgrounds, and then all of a sudden they're making millions of dollars. They make bad fucking choices. Well, imagine, imagine if we went, to, if we went yeah. into the draft and there was like, here's $13 million. What the fuck are you going to do with it? Well, and then a lot of the... Uh, Mexico! Yeah. yeah. Most then go to bed. <laughs> yeah, most of the people we're talking about actually that um, you know they, they get an agent. The agent goes, "I'm going to take care of everything for you." But the agent shouldn't be handling their finances. They should have a financial advisor for that. But there's a there's an NFL commission that says that they need to have a certified agent or a certified right. financial advisor. None of them, but they're not actually really. It's not like they actually have standards. Right. <laughs> it's just like here's a list of names that you should use, even though none of them. There's no guarantee that that person's really going to represent them properly. And- you just come out of college. You're getting paid thirteen million dollars a year. Right, and in college you probably didn't pay for anything because everything was covered by the school. Exactly. It's not like you've managed That's your finances. Any illicit benefits that came your way. I mean, absolutely. It's it's ridiculous to hand those kids that much money and then not expect them to get into severe debt. Mm-hmm. Want to take care of all their or friends. know what taxes are because like they oh I'm making thirteen million dollars. Uh, hang on for a minute. Yeah. No, you're not. Well, yeah. The one of the guys was a quarterback. They've been a quarterback for a long Bernie time. Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar was on it. And his family, his family's like, no, we're going to be your agent. Well, you know, he was. He talked about like his dad actually started like it would be his dad got a contract from the Browns for a million dollars. Million dollars. Agent. In addition, but but Bernie, but he also told Bernie that he was just going to manage his money and blah blah blah. Right. Without letting Bernie know that he was getting a contract from the Browns for a million dollars. So, so yeah, so the you know, contract. Yeah, it was taking time, crazy. man. So I, you know, Claire, I just think it's a, it's a good idea to look at these things that are you know documentaries because right. you well, know, it's always good to know the whole story, yeah. right? Because you know what's important about history is you don't repeat it, right? Right. The unfortunate part is that history gets repeated. Well, yeah, and I think on this one too, if you are even kind of a sports fan, if you just appreciate history. Or anything like that, or cur- history, current events, or even kind of like sports. All of these are great, great watches. Absolutely. I mean, the the thirty for thirty series again, again. 
thank you, Ryan Madigan, for getting me reinterested, like reinterested in it because I loved it back when I'd catch it on TV on ESPN. But like you know, like you never used to be able to catch that shit on TV when you have DVRs and shit like right. that. But now that they have pretty much, I think, and now that they have the Bears one on there, which is the yeah. newest one, all of them on Netflix. Yeah. You have a constant source of solid information. Yeah. You may not give a shit about USC, but you know what we're going to watch? We're going to yeah. watch the USC Trojans thing. Because I want to see what Pete Carroll did. I want to know like, what happened. Just like the, just like the, um, the Tyson... Um, yeah, Tyson Holyfield thing. Holyfield you didn't watch. care for a minute. And then no. it was like, holy and shit, this is intriguing. And like, I can't stop watching this show. Right? <laughs> it turned out to be great. So, based on, like... so. You remember in the Holyfield-Tyson thing, the, the whole conversation was, could Holyfield have beat Tyson in Tyson's prime? What do you yeah. think? And I know you don't, you didn't watch boxing, you don't know that, no. but I'm like, well, like you, saw the, you saw the fights, you saw the highlights, what do you think? In some ways, I'm going to say no, and the reason I'm going to say no is I think because of mindset, not because of ability. I, I agree with you. My, I think it all boy. I think that's why Mike Tyson lost. I think it was mindset, and even though, like, according, even in the thing, he really claimed to not remember really biting Holyfield, as as the guy that as the uh, ref pointed out, like when he when he disqualified him, he's like he bit him twice, right? And somebody else, and one of the commentators or somebody else said, and that was the second fight. The so second fight, yeah. the second fight, he bit him twice, and the, the second bite, he was the the ref was like, "No, you're done." Judge Mills Lane. Judge Mills Lane. Like, fuck that noise, um, we're done. But somebody else had come out and said, the way to get out of a fight is to foul. Holyfield said that. Holyfield, that. but I, there was somebody else, though, I thought said it, too. The, there were two people that, like, reiterated, like, like the, the way you get out of a, way you get out of a boxing right. match without without quitting and getting knocked out is you foul, foul. out. And the fact that he did The that question was, that I asked Claire was, like, yeah. um, there was this there was this 30 for 30 on chasing Tyson. Yes. Okay. Wow. It's when Holyfield was trying to get a fight with Mike Tyson before he went to jail, before we knew he was going to go to jail for the rape thing. Right. And the rape. That's so <laughs> fucking on PC. I didn't mean like the rape thing. I mean, it's like before he went to jail for raping, um, God, what's her name? Um, well, it's a, it's... anyway, but, um, he went to jail for rape and. But right before that, Buster Douglas beat him, and then Mike Tyson kind of got fat, and then he went to jail, and Holyfield like went for like a year and a half, two years while being able to fight Tyson, and then he was able to fight Tyson, and he beat him when he finally fought him, and everybody's like, oh, well, would, would Holyfield have beat Tyson? And there was a question. So, do you remember that back in the day at all? I and mean, was that was that in your wheelhouse of sports back you know, then? Honestly, I watched a lot of Tyson's earlier fights. I sure. didn't watch the Holyfield fight where he got bit. Okay, uh, but yeah, just seeing like, just yeah. seeing Tyson's fights from the early days. He was it a was, fucking bully. It was aggression. Just I felt bad. He for went out Holyfield. and just beat the shit out of people. Yeah, like it, he felt he felt like to me like when I, when you look at the like. If you ever watch that thirty for thirty to me, I see two. I see two fighters. I see one that is just a like haunched over, just aggressive, just force of nature, like just an aggressive just force. Let me get close. And then I see a guy. Right. Then I see a guy that's like, I need to have a career. Let me be a boxer, and then he loses. That's well, what he I see. try technique. He tries strategy, and Tyson's just like, I just want to get fucking close enough to you that I can beat you to death. Right. But back in the day, he hit, like, I think back in the day when he was a young man, he hit hard enough to where he didn't have to have any technique. Well, he and didn't I, care. Right. 
He didn't care about getting hit. He didn't care about and dodging. Was, and that's what it sounded like more than anything. Was yes. that um? Sure. Was that Tyson, or was that Holyfield? Actually, really, the reason why he won the first match is because he was faster and was 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 boxing. Right. Not just hitting. That's and, why and Tyson admitted that. He goes, he, he beat me. He goes, he, he, he outboxed me. But, like, you remember when Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson? Do you remember that at all when you were younger? Buster Douglas was a fat old man. Oh, he was, he was a younger man. He was a fat heavyweight that beat. It was like, he was the last of the fat heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And he beat Mike Tyson. Like, oh, my God. Tyson. Yeah. And then Holyfield came up and whooped the ever living shit out of this guy. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's gonna meet Mike Tyson, but they didn't. But then they're like, oh, well, he didn't meet Mike Tyson when he was like in his prime, and now he's in jail and blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, so it's just especially if it was a thing. If they just were just Tyson's... two boxers, brand new boxers fighting one another, I couldn't guarantee that Holyfield would win. No Tyson's way. fights in the in his early career were the reasons you watched boxing. Mm-hmm. Because you just watch solid aggression, and just sheer, I think I think strength. I think Mike Tyson in his prime, in his early prime, would have beat Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. That's I think a tough I th- argument to make because I, Ali wouldn't have he wouldn't have played Tyson's game. Mm-mm. But there's only so many only so many places you can go. I I just and I'm not saying that I I don't have anything to base it on. I just feel that Mike Tyson, when he was a young man in those black trunks, would have just like got him into a corner and no. I think I think Holyfield would have been um, sorry, Muhammad Ali would have been much smarter, smarter than that, to let him do that, to let him do that, and he would have baited Tyson. He'd have been like, pat, knock pat, him the move. fuck out, pat pat move, mm-hmm. pat pat move. He would Tyson not, blows he would his shit, makes Tyson a mistake, out. and then beats the. And then Ali would have beat the fuck out of him. He wouldn't have knocked Tyson out. Yeah, he would have. He would have won by score. He would have won by score. TKO. I don't think you ever would have knocked him out. I think you could. No way. It would have been score. He'd have worn him down. It would have been. Could have. Could have. It would have been in the tenth fucking round, but he'd done it. There's no Mm -hmm. way you can. You cannot. The thing to remember is that Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson around Uh, two. I didn't know you were and, into early boxing. I, I mean, early and little Mac beat early nineties. Little was, Mac beat I, him in round three. That's right. That's right. My my grandfather and my dad used to watch Tuesday night fights. Oh, That's yeah. what we did on Tuesday night. We watched Tuesday night fights. We moved around so much we didn't have like a local sports team to watch, so we watched Tuesday night fights. That's what we did in USA. And that was our thing. All right, so that kind of covers the 30 for 30. I, I had a Florida story. I'm not going to really cover it so much. I think, you know, we might want to just wrap up this episode, too. What do you think, Steve? i got to have a Florida story. Well, Steve, I was going to I was gonna save the Florida story we kind of looked at about somebody trying to retain their rights to keep their pet alligator. <laughs> do you have that handy on your phone? Maybe we could look up real quick. I do not. Give me so, a minute. All right. <laughs> All I know is apparently. Oh, a little Florida man action. I like it. Um, I'm gonna throw out there that these nut bars are amazing. You love nut bars? These are great. Sweet and salty nuts. Sweet and salty nut bars? Mm-hmm. We now have um, 27 or 26 of them left, so I think we'll be okay. Because <laughs> I went to Sam's Club and bought all the things you see the inside of my van. You didn't empty that yet? That's uh. for work. 
Is that the chick on the rascal with the pet alligator? Yep. Give me it. Yes, thank you, Jeremy Brzee. Yes. It's always nice to have the evidence beforehand. Okay before over there, Chuckles? It's fucking Florida, man. Oh, uh, funny. Oh, uh, so good. It's Florida woman. <laughs> Barstoolsports.com reports. Florida woman is fighting to keep her fully trained gator named Rambo, who rides four wheelers. <laughs> Steve, you got your pipe? Of course. You got your hat? Yes, sir. That's the most Florida fucking thing. Do you have your happened. degrees in murderology and murderonomy? <laughs> Hopefully, they come in handy. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to, but uh, your consulting might help. So, uh, a Florida woman said state officials are making her give up her beloved pet alligator, a gentle giant named Rambo. Who is potty trained. He is a potty trained alligator riding a four-wheeler. By the way, she has two wheels. He has four. He's like my son. He's my family. Rambo's owner, Mary Thorne, told the Daily News Tuesday, he's not a normal gator. He's never been a normal gator. The Lakeland woman said a recent growth spurt put the 15-year-old Rambo at six feet long. Florida Fish and Wildlife officials require gators that... That big to live on properties with at least two and a half acres of open space. Blah, 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 blah. So, Steve, I this like woman... Florida has a, like a requirement. They have a law about how big your, your yard Two and a half acres. Need a gator. Steve, so the question comes down to this. Steve Officer, Inspector, Stephen Michael I wouldn't think so. It's Florida. It's detective asshole. We'll get it Sorry, detective. Detective. Detective Barta. Jesus would you allow this woman to retain a gator at her property if she has less than two and a half acres in the state of Florida? Well, if the law states that an alligator of a certain size belongs on a certain size property, I could, I believe that can be enforced. I think you should give her time to establish that property mm-hmm. before you, you know, repossess, for lack of a better term, the alligator. So kill it and make it into boots, or you know, a belt. <laughs> oh, gator is delicious. Or let raccoons ride it. Uh, turtles could ride it. Is it turtles that ride oh, yeah, it? Yeah, put them in the turtle cavalry. <laughs> but first off, a 15 year old alligator isn't going to be only six feet long unless it's been in a restricted environment prior to this. Right. There's exotic animal licenses that she must already have, or else they wouldn't have even given her the choice. They would have immediately probably euthanized it so if she has this gator okay she's had it for x amount of years it's grown to this particular size and her property can't accommodate that i think there's some other compromise that can be reached rather than you know re- i say we pulled detective steve Mucklebar's badge because he's becoming too sympathetic to the florida movement apparently <laughs> you shut your whore mouth sidekick commissioner commissioner sidekick you're like my fucking deputy ish you're not even my deputy go get me a fucking coffee no I'll get you a coffee do you want vanilla or regular no I'm just proving a point oh. certain people are getting too lippy <laughs> that you I'm okay not over there chuckles again it's fucking Florida <laughs> <laughs> But no, I've I've seen trained alligators before. They are highly intelligent and amazing. So, you know, if 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 it's trained to do like useful things, like entertain us and not you know kill burglars, that's Here, so. Here's cool. what I think happened. I think she had a gator 
that she had a license for, and then she ate it. And then this new gator, <laughs> she got. Gator. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why suddenly a 15-year-old gator six feet fucking long. Oh. That sounds like a legit statement. It does. Especially with a guy from... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by the way, gators can't have a growth spurt. They're reptiles. So right, doesn't work that way. They get as big as their environment and food source. Don't be racist. Period. <laughs> it's actually specious, so get it right. So I would like to thank uh, our guest today, you know, Claire, Mama Bear Claire Sampson, and uh, <laughs> and Chuckles the fucking Brzezicki Clown <laughs> for showing up today. I do would lo- I would love to get one Jerem DiBiadia though. Yes. Um, okay, it'll probably suck. That's fine. After <laughs> America Civil War. So, Jeremy, can you give me the plot to Captain America: Civil War? Ah, uh, I really don't know what the movie's about. It's okay. You don't need to. What about Deadpool? No! God damn it! I'm doing something here. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm trying to help. Let him. Let him squirm from it. I can edit all this shit out. Let that Damon is horribly disfigured in an awful ATV accident <laughs> caused by Ben Affleck. Well, it's. But he somehow establishes the ability to regenerate it instantaneously. Meanwhile, he maintains a multisexual relationship with. <laughs> His lover, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Multisexual. <laughs> We're doing Deadpool. Duh. <laughs> We're not doing Civil War? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I got. That's all I got. I love it. I love it. Civil War. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> But with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Zootopia Toby Maguire is Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. So, Jeremy, i got to thank you for, especially coming out tonight. Uh, my pleasure, guys. Emily, thanks for letting Jeremy come out tonight. I know that you should give him a permission, but I know it's a, it's a two-parent type atmosphere. It's fantastic, and I appreciate you letting him out. Can, can I read a couple more Florida stories? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yes. Yes, please. God damn it. Come back in for the Florida stories. Come on. Florida, man. man. No, hold on. You got to do this as the host, so so we get to be detectives here. So so read it as in we get to guess. I don't know what this we shit is. Where are you? Uh, my goddamn show. I'll do what I want. Okay, it's got a hoverboard. It's got a cousin. <laughs> Jesus what happened Lord. to the cousin? <laughs> they died in an explosion when the hoverboard caught um, on fire. It's actually fairly accurate. Uh, <laughs> so Florida man slips while riding hoverboard, accidentally shoots cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hot dang! What was the uh, what's the source from? Oh, it's all Florida man these no, days. No, no, no. But like, there's a link to the to the thing. Oh, okay. hold on. oh but you're you have your Twitter. Uh, it's in KTLA. KTLA. Okay. Oh no. That, no. That's a that's a fucking news source. This is not like. Fake. Uh, another one. Florida man board calls nine eleven to talk about Hitler. <laughs> oh my god. That's clickorlando dot com. Call nine eleven or nine one one. He calls back in time to nine one one. Okay. 
It, although it's listed. 9-11 was in the past. I know we were doing like a... Florida Man Brawls in Pizzeria over Cheese-Covered Garlic Knots. That just seems like a reason to go brawl if you're me. That does make that guy. Oh, yeah, like what happened was what happened was she covered garlic knots. Uh, they weren't I'm, delivered. I'm assuming one of them got them. Kimmy, uh, Kim, 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 cheese, Kim. Florida man pulls shark from water so friend can take picture of him humping it. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that sounds legit. And there's a there's a gif. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I'd like to uh, go out on this fine high note and do a little uh, promos as we go out. I'd like to uh, remind everybody to listen to the fine fun shows on the Disease Network, such as You're Going to Get a Disease. The yeah, that one's not so good. <laughs> it's still the flagship. <laughs> um, that just happened. <laughs> Something gay. My show, The Batch Dialogues, when I get around to recording it. The one-off shows, such as The Mosh Pit and Das Drunks. And again, I'd like to thank uh, Jeremy Brzezicki and Claire Sampson for being on the show tonight. My pleasure. And uh, Steve, why don't you take us out? Oh, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we want to give shout-outs to uh, everyone who may have responded to the Facebook while I wasn't paying attention. They weren't related to The Walking Dead. Yeah, because fuck that show. Anyway. Florida man tells police he has no idea how bag of crack got into it. not posting these on our page every day you should know already no i shouldn't I, have to tell you about no, this. crowdsourcing florida man tries to hide identity during traffic stop by chewing off fingertips <laughs> <laughs> hashtag florida. so thanks everybody for coming out tonight and we always want to remind you that alligators are going to alligate traders are going to trade this has been something gate good night everybody <laughs>